Hello guys, welcome back to another episode. Hope you guys are doing good. Today we have the Galaxy A01, which is I know it's not a new phone. This came back this came out back in August 24th of this year, but in recent news, Samsung has just released it to the Indian market. So, I figured we'd talk about it because I think I missed this one. And if I have done this phone well let's just let's go over a quick i guess recap because this is a pretty decent phone despite it being a budget phone i feel like it has a good amount of high-end specs or at least a good amount of good specs you know specs that you i guess are the essentials if you would call it that uh so let's talk let's start talking about this phone got me tripping let's go Alright, so, the A04, this came back, this came out back in August, I don't know what's happening, but if, this is not going to be the last time that I trip over my own words, um, or stutter, so, bear with me here, we have a brand newish phone for this year, in terms of the budget, there's so many phones in the budget arena right now, to the point where it's kind of, uh, really cramped you know it's a lot of things in there you really have to do if you want a budget phone it's probably one of the most complicated things to do uh one of the most complicated phones to buy because the options are absolutely abundant and different price ranges different specs one offers more for your money one doesn't and it's just there's so many options out there um i think it's a lot simpler to buy like a higher end phone but i know not everyone can do that especially in this economy in which uh well it's, it's horrible to say the least um but budget and mid-range phones offer an incredible amount especially around like 400 500 you get a you get a lot i mean the 500 area i mean you're playing around with near flagship phones for not high-end $1,000 pricing. And so, just look at the Google Pixel, uh, I think is the Google Pixel 7, starts at around $600 or $500, I can't remember. Or even the Pixel 5, or 6 from last year. The Pixel 6 is still a pretty good phone, obviously it has its problems, you know, software quirks and, uh, you know, a lot of issues in terms of software. But assuming that those have been ironed out, I think that there is a good amount of uh, technology there on the phone that it just works really well. And I think for around $500, $400, considering that it's been out for a year, uh, it's a really good phone. And I definitely think that it's one wor worth looking into, as well as the A52 5G. That's an incredible phone, too. Not the A53. The A53 is a decent one, but almost like a downgrade in... Um, in comparison to the A52 5G. The A52 itself is actually a pretty good phone itself as well. <clears throat> the A52S is also another great mid-range option right there. Now, coming back to the A04. So if you aren't familiar with the A0s of Samsung's lineup, basically every 10 numbers is like a different tier of phone in terms of the budget arena. Uh, the A-series has... Everything from the A01 back in 2019, I think, 
uh, all the way to the A72 that's out right now, or A73. And those tend to be around $500, roughly. Uh, and they, they're they the highest end of the budget lineup, if you will. The A-series is always represented that. And I am a big fan of the A-series. That actually was my first uh, phone that I bought personally, but it was my second phone that I've had my whole life, probably. Like around, yeah, second or third phone. But the first one I officially bought, like with my own money and whatever, was the A51. So I'm a big fan of the A-series. They offer an incredible amount of value for the consumer. Uh, and so that's what the A-series represents. But the lower the number, meaning, you know, this one, the A04, it's going to be a very entry-level phone. So moving on to the specs, we do have a glass front, plastic back, and plastic frame. So materials play a huge part a lot of the times in terms of price because you can get really high-end quality like you see with Samsung and Apple, you know, stainless steel and uh, glass front and back. You get that premium build material, even though they technically might not be as shatter resistant, uh, but they are premium build materials, you know? And that's just kind of what is common in higher-end phones. So you're not going to really see that here on budget phones, but you will always have a glass front for the most part. Uh, I think almost all phones come with a glass front. Uh, we do have a plastic bag, plastic frame. That's cost-cutting measures, obviously. Uh, we do have support for a single SIM or a nano SIM, uh, as well as dual SIM. Now, moving on to the display, we do have an LCD panel, 6.5-inch display. Uh, this does have an 81.3 screen-to-body ratio, so a decent amount of screen compared to the body, right? And a resolution of 720 by 1600, so not the best resolution, but again, this is a phone that you give to a kid or a grandparent, something like that, that they don't really care about specs, they don't care about the fastest phone, they don't care about the highest-end, beautiful-looking screen on their phone because they don't care. They just want something to call and message with, or in the case of kids, download games to their heart's content. But this is a really solid display for what it is. I think LCD, for some reason, a lot of people tend to like it for its color signature or whatever brightness. Um, personally, I'm not a big fan. That's why they put it in budget phones, the LCD panels, uh, because it is lower resolution. Um, and it's just not as contrasty as AMOLED displays that you see on Samsung and Apple. Uh, now, or at least their highest end phones. Now, as for the resolution, yeah, it's not the best. You have 270 PPI density, so it's not going to be the sharpest thing in the world. Uh, but again, this is functionality over high-end specs. Uh, we do have Android 12 with One UI Core 4.1. And what I think... what core is because i never really heard core before until they started putting it on like the really low-end samsung devices uh i think it's just one ui the normal software but kind of stripped down so you don't get as many of the features you just get you know the basic idea of it which is why it says core i'm assuming uh, i do have a tablet which is the only thing that's budget in terms of technology that i have uh, i have the a zero yeah the a07 e i think or 
I forgot the name of the tablet, but I know it's an A07. Uh, that tab or tablet, um, that one has actually been a pretty good. I think it also runs One UI Core. And basically, compared to what I had the software on the Z Flip or my S22 Plus, um, it's basically the same thing. You just lose out on quite a bit of features like that you would see on the higher end phones, right? They just strip them out. But you still get the same One UI experience, you know, the similar tricks that you would get on the other phones. It's just that there's like these extra little tidbits that you don't get with the core. And that's fine, you know, as long as it has a good running software. Uh, we do have an octa-core GPU. As for the memory slots, we do have micro, ex micro SD card expansion. And for configurations out of the box in terms of storage, there is quite a lot. Bear with me here. There's a 32 gigabyte in of internal storage with three gigabytes of RAM, the same 32 gigabytes of internal storage with four gigs of RAM. Then we get upgraded to 64 gigabytes of internal storage. So double of the previous two models and four gigs of RAM. Uh, we get 64 gigs of storage and six gigs of ram so that one seems to be like the decent entry level one because you get a healthy amount of ram and a decent albeit very cutting it close uh 64 gigabytes of internal storage it's not a lot it's what old iphones used to have like the iphone 12 i believe until they upgraded to 128 on the iphone 13s uh which was much much better it took them so long to figure it out uh then the next one, which is the 128 gigabyte model with four gigs of RAM, and then the highest end version, which has the same internal storage, 128. And this one has eight gigs of RAM. So if you want the highest end version of this phone to have enough space for games, photos, and whatever, as well as being able to run those games properly, or at least decently, uh, given the processor may not be the best. This one does not mention the processor. Uh, 8 gigs of RAM would really help out the processor get those games running and being, you know, I'd say decently playable. I don't think... Personally, I've been spoiled by these $1,000 phones that they play games like nothing. But I do remember on my A51, it would struggle. The Exynos 9611 would struggle uh that chipset was decent but the ram on that one was was four gigs of ram it just it, it really held back that phone from being one of the best of that year i think even though it was technically one of the best um it just the ram and the processor kind of failed it other than that that phone was perfect i think um you know i had some work in the camera but again very little complaints on that phone Moving on to the camera, we have a 50 megapixel primary sensor, which is incredible, you know, 50 megapixels, that's actually really, you know, that's touching near the S22 Plus's camera that has a 64 megapixel primary sensor. 50 megapixel, I know that megapixel account doesn't mean anything, you know, you have obviously to take the photos outside and really look at the camera and what it can do, but 50 megapixel, I think, Comp compensates for the lack of you know software ai that's been going on on the phone 
um, that you normally see in higher end phones that they fix up the photo, make it look even better. Uh, but the 50 megapixel sensor, I think, is going to do a great job, uh, at least a decent job, because it's a good amount of pixels. You know, you get a good amount of ability to take a photo that won't look crummy. Because I still look, I still take photos on this iPhone 13 Pro, and there's some photos that kind of look like crud. Uh, they don't look great uh, sometimes, especially in the night. Um, in the day, I have no complaints, but in the night definitely struggles and this is a 12 megapixel sensor so what i have to say is that it basically is better if you have a higher end or a higher megapixel count and you have a secondary camera which is a two megapixel depth sensing lens so kind of a useless camera you don't get an ultra wide you don't get a telephoto really rare to see a telephoto lens in this price range but uh, yeah kind of a useless secondary camera but at least it looks cool because it well to some people they may not like that but it looks like the iphone 11 um it, it yeah it looks very similar uh it just yeah but it is what it is i guess in terms of design it's a nice clean back it's uh it looks great the camera stacked on top of each other Moving on to the selfie camera, which is a water drop notch. So if you don't like notches at all, um, yeah, this one's not, not a good option because I personally hate the notch. Any any notch on an, on a, like, a, if it's a cutout, that's fine. But if it's connected to the bezel around it, like the iPhone, um, no. And so we do have this water drop notch which looks like a U, and the camera's tucked in there, hidden. And this is a 5 megapixel camera, so not the highest resolution. This is going to be kind of questionable quality, but I think you'll you'll do fine without it. I don't think too many people are going to be taking selfies. And if it is, the kids won't care, and for the grandpa, they just have, they just, they're happy that they have a photo. You know, it is, it, it's like these two groups of people the specs aren't relevant to them. They don't care. They just want something that does the job, and that's it. Now, moving on to the sound, you do have a, a loudspeaker, no stereo setup. Uh, you have a 3.5 millimeter headphone jack. We do have Wi-Fi, and we do have Bluetooth 5.0, and we do have... Oh, we don't have NFC. That's unfortunate. NFC, I feel like should be on every phone because it's like an emergency backup of paying... And I've seen that multiple times. You know, you forget your wallet, whether in the car or at home, and you need to pay for something. I think NFC is really critical to having on every phone. That way you always have like a backup form of payment. But I know that there is a certain amount of technology that is associated with NFC that is needed on the phone, and that might raise the cost a little bit. So moving on to the battery, we do have a big 5,000 milliamp hour battery. And considering that this isn't a high end phone, so it won't have a powerful processor, it won't have a big, you know, uh, battery draining camera, it won't have the highest end resolution screen or brightest screen in the world. So that means you save on a lot of battery. 5,000 milliamp hours, I can only imagine what iPhone can do with 5,000 milliamp hours because they're battery optimization is insane so right now they have 3,000 milliamp hours just imagine with 5,000 they would break the record for that um 
5,000 is insane, but especially for a phone like this that doesn't hog a lot of power, like the other components aren't draining the battery, 5,000 5, milliamp hours is a really sizable battery for this phone. This is the same size battery that's in the Galaxy S22 Ultra. And that phone kind of struggles to keep up, but it still has a decent amount of battery. Uh, and given that this thing isn't power hungry, Again, 5,000 is more than enough for your everyday usage, unless, it, unless, it's, unless it's for a kid, you know, they're gonna, they're gonna drain that battery real quick. Um, they, it does come in black, green, white, and copper. So I personally like white. That's just my personal preference. And that was it for this episode. Hope you guys enjoyed. I will see you guys in the next one. Till then, peace.